Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. A Dadsnet original podcast. Welcome, gentlemen, to the Loose Dads podcast. This is Loose Dads from Dadsnet's collection of dads sitting around having a chat every week about the big topics of the week and the little topics of the week and the inconsequential topics of the week and then occasionally something that does matter. It's the week that in England the lockdown rules relaxed. You could have your group of six people. The rule of six came in. So in my top six, who would I have? I would have Sparky. Of course I'd have Sparky. Hey, You'd be there. Hello, Jimmy. You'd be in my top six to get around my garden. Now, <laughs> the barbecue's on. I'm coming. <laughs> I'd also have Brad in my top six. Brad, you there? Thank you very much, Jim. That is amazing. I I, I am there with the the barbecue meat and the beers, and for you, some wine. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Jack, you're in. You've made it. You've made the top six. Thank you. Thank you. Mushrooms from me. (laughs) Mushrooms in Craftdale. Organic (laughs) mushrooms grown in his garden. It's a very diverse 2021 group you've got going on here, Jim. Your friends. I mean, that's only four of us, obviously. There's still two more people. So what I'm suggesting from a top six is Matt Cardle from The X Factor. Okay. And uh, Tom from MySpace as well. (laughs) Oh, Tom. Oh, man. Tom's everyone's friend, though, Jim. You're better than that. I wonder what Tom's up to these days. Do you want to actually know? Yeah. Oh, do you know? Of course you know the answer. (laughs) Only because I tweeted something about him the other day and a friend of mine went, oh, do you know what he's doing now? And he sent me a link and he sold MySpace for millions of dollars, made a load of money. So now he's a photography influencer. He goes and travels around all sorts of places and uh, takes really nice photos. The the irony, because the worst photo on MySpace was the picture of Tom. Was the picture of Tom. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Just like, just Tom, snap. It was like that random side profile picture of Tom at his desk, wasn't it? (laughs) And like really low resolution as well. Look guys, can you stop slagging off my friend's pictures though, please? (laughs) (laughs) But you know, he sold MySpace and he had a few quid to buy a camera. Everything turned out nicely for Tom. And I think this is the positivity we need yes. right now. Yes. Do you know yes. who he sold sold MySpace to? No, I can't remember. It was it said Justin Timberlake. Did he? No, now you've confused Justin me because that's the social network. No, now yeah. you confuse me because he did Napster in the social ne- network, and I feel like this is now Inception that's going on here. Ooh, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying this. Oh. That he he bought MySpace to sort of big up the music side of it, and then did nothing with it, and now the music side of it is completely kaput. And if you ever, if you were ever in a band back in the day, you can't even go back and listen to your music on it anymore. Oh no! It's such that a shame. was the big thing. I know. That's what MySpace was for. Yes. Well, it was a positive story, and you've just ruined that. You've Sorry, made it uh, I just cut that out. Uh, you did it by bringing up Justin Timberlake. Oh, come on, cry me a river, boys. Uh, oh, hey. Come on, Jing. Uh, <laughs> Jing. Come on, Jing. Come on, Jing. Uh, Bring sexy back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will have you naked by the end of this song. So. <laughs> that, no, 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 guys. Seriously, I'm having a brain fart here. I cannot think of any Justin Timberlake songs nor lyrics. What are you saying? I, I can't stop up. the feeling. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Which parent doesn't about- know that song? Every parent oh. knows that song from Troll, surely. Uh. Too busy thinking about the senoritas. 
Oh. <laughs> For a second, when you said brain fart, I was really racking my brain to think, what Justin Timberlake song is on? Well, it'd be lovely if we were here to chat about Justin Timberlake, but we're really not. We really should get on with the Loose Dads podcast. On the way, we're talking about the big question of the week posed to us by a Dadsnet member. We're going to look inside the news for the big stories that are going on. But first of all, it's Loose Trumps. Loose Trumps works like a game of top trumps. It's a question with a numerical answer. The highest or the lowest wins, I think, this week. Let's go for the highest. Why not? Uh, The question is this. On an average week... How many fish fingers do you have to cook? How many fish fingers do you cook on an average week? Jack, I'm interested in you. Are you vegan? Are your kids vegan? Get that meat out of my house! Uh, no. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. Uh, kids aren't vegan, no. Uh, the kids... Um, Harry likes meat, but Jake doesn't really like meat. Um, Jake doesn't like cheese. Jake doesn't like eggs. They both love Jake meal. Jake doesn't like life. <laughs> I was going to say, you ruined him, mate. No, come on. What a bleak outlook for a three-year-old. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, like, we haven't we haven't forced them one way or the other. You know, we'll, we'll try and give them meat and sausages. Jake loves sausages, so there we go. Uh, we try and give them everything, um, including fish fingers, but they seem to have a, an aversion to fish particularly. So that makes it easier for me. I'll just cook one thing. I mean, I don't, I don't blame them though, dude. It is, it is quite a gross meat. If you're talking about meat, <laughs> like it's, it's low on your list, yeah. is it? Fish in general, or or just like, fish fingers? Just, just fish. fish. Oh come in general. on! No, really, like, like, fish I'm, is I'm, amazing. It's I was like, never a fish fan. Like I know I'm a vegan now, but when I did eat meat, I was never a fish fan because of the bones. Oh, that's 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 what puts a lot of people off. They go, oh, it's just too much effort to eat fish. There's too many yeah. little bones in it. But no, I feel like you can't be a proper adult if you don't like fish. I mean, obviously you're a vegan. That's oh, a different story. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's vegans, uh, not to isolate you there. But that's uh, quite the sweeping statement. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, I just mean it's like you know. I always used to think only old people wanted to go in lock fine, um, and now I want to go in lock fine for a meal. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's you know, like, you know it's, what, you know what, Mark. For your comment, you are a stinky face. <laughs> All right, Sparky is a stinky face, poo poo head. Brad, you know grow you know up and have a prawn cocktail, you child. <laughs> you know it's serious because he called you by your first name. I know exactly, yeah. dude. Exactly. Yeah, calm down, mum. Like, stop, step off it, mum. She's the only one that no calls me. Sparks, one. is there? You know, we know that when you're in the good books, it's sparks. sparks. No. Oh, thanks, Jim. You brought me back. You brought me back. <laughs> right. So, Jack, are we saying it's a very low score? Fish fingers is an occasional thing, is it? Yeah, weirdly, this week I've cooked three, but on an average week, none. Okay. Hold, hold on, three three fish fingers for two boys, or just for your for I don't know, like for a, the boys, just, just for the boys, and they but they were like jumbo fish fingers, so they have one and a half each. They were giant you get jumbo fish fingers. Where'd you get jumbo fish fingers? Well, are they tes- Tesco extra special? I think. I was going to say, actually, you're in Norfolk, aren't you? There mm. is a, that nuclear reactor just off. <laughs> <laughs> is it size well? <laughs> Sizes very well. Hey. Hey. Uh, Brad, how about you then? Uh, on average, you're probably looking at about two boxes of 10, so about 20 a week. Whoa. Right, whoa. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, yeah, well, because we just... <laughs> When I cook them, I just I don't worry about counting them out. I just pour the whole box on, on the tray. <laughs> it's because of your laziness. That's why. <laughs> hey, dude, and the kids' appetite—they'll happily munch them down. But then again, fish fingers—it's not really that much food if you think about it. It's just a small sliver of uh, meat fish. that's battered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the casing, that's the thing that helps though, isn't it? It's that bit of batter that really is just, that's you know, the for, a, for a kid that's turning into, that's like learning to eat food, the batter becomes the bit that helps you out as a parent a bit, doesn't it? Because yeah. it keeps him interested. That's yeah. how I got Jake interested in Mars bars. Would you deep fry them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't you, really. I'm still desperate to try one? that. I'm desperate no, to I try really it. Want to. I mean, it, it feels like your arteries are hardening as you're eating it. But it's, I mean, it's amazing, but it's one of those things where you just think, 
perhaps just one or two bites will do. And, uh, <laughs> I've experienced it. That's it. Let's move on. Never have to do that again. I once I once put a Mars bar in a pita bread and microwaved it, thinking that would give me a similar effect. <laughs> right. Uh, I really didn't. It really didn't. That sounds was, horrendous, man. It was did, horrific. It was in my student days, you know, with the knockoff sandwiches and the mugs of gravy. Did, that's, that's, that's almost as bad as when I was a kid. My cousin and I, we must have been about seven or eight, and we heard the expression smoking grass, and we literally went to his garden, plucked lawn grass up, put it in a piece of paper, and rolled it up and inhaled nothing Jeez. but black smoke. <laughs> oh. Like your lungs still haven't recovered from that, mate. Yeah, dude. In, in a science class once, we were doing uh, tests with geraniums, and a mate of mine dared me to smoke some geranium. So I so I did, and then the rest of the day, he's going, I'm going to tell your mum you smoke geraniums. And I'm like, no, don't. No, smoke geraniums no, every day. Come on. <laughs> And that has the ring of like uh, your autobiography title, doesn't it? I smoke geraniums. <laughs> it's like the vegan's handbook. Smoke geraniums. <laughs> I just have this lovely image of after a night out on the lash in Athens, some Greek bloke turning up at the takeaway shop, getting uh, put a Mars bar in a pita bread. I don't think it's <laughs> So nice. Uh, Sparky, how many do you make on an average week then? Um, I'd say well, he likes the veggie fingers as well, but that, this is a question specifically about fish fingers. So I would say six maybe, but two of those are mine. Like he can eat two. I know he can eat two. And sometimes he might move on to a bit of a third one. So I know I've got a guaranteed leftover fish finger there, basically. So, you know, <laughs> two for him, one for me. Because you've got to nibble on the side whilst you're feeding him sometimes, haven't you? This is the same in our house, because what, what we do, like maybe we try to eat with the kids most of the week, and then Friday and Saturday night, probably just make them something early on, and after they're in bed and that, we'll have something nice afterwards. Because oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as much as I try and make them stuff that is nice, they really don't appreciate it. No. Yeah. No. The yeah. garlic prawn and uh, peri peri rice that we had this evening did not go down well. <laughs> oh, I'm grateful. I would have had that. I know. I know. So what? What my alternative for the for a night when I'm just making the kids something? Uh, one night it's going to be a very basic tomato pasta. Always classic. They love it. Uh, the other night is fish fingers. So I will make eight. My boy has three. My girl has four, and I have one. Yes, Jim. There we go. Got to look out for yourself too. Because you got to. It's good I do think that though. Like since I've been sort of like look um, having him on the afternoons when uh, like because I pick him up after I finish work a bit earlier, so he's not in um, childcare all day. I forget to eat after that point, like because I'm just so focused on like, well, don't mess this up, like come on, like uh, like and, and just paying attention. And then uh, sometimes I'll remember because I'll like make him a snack. But so that's it. So when I'm feeding him, I always make sure I have myself an extra fish finger. You, well, you so know that you know the beauty about that whole statement that you made is right now you don't want to leave him at childcare for the whole day. But sometime in the very near future, that's going to be a damn blessing, my friend. <laughs> Don't waste it, Sparky, is what you're saying. Don't yeah, what are you it, doing? What are you doing? There are parents who have been through homeschooling, yes. just got them back to school, and now the Easter holidays are here. I know. And we're wondering, did they actually go to school? It doesn't seem like they Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> This is Loose Dads from Dads Now. On the way, we're going to be looking at the big stories of the week. Lockdown's definitely got its ups and downs, doesn't it? But I have to say, for me, one of the ups is always when the postie comes. Maybe it's a guitar part for me. Maybe it's something Danny's ordered offline. Maybe it's just some bills. But it's a chance to chat to someone for a few minutes about some exciting post unless it's bills then we could talk about who supplies my gas if you like getting mail then why not sign up to the dad's net mailing list there's new emails throughout the week with the best latest articles exclusive giveaways and updates on this very podcast and loads more head over to dadsnet.com newsletter so you don't miss out so 
Loose Dads from Dadsnet. Joining me are Sparky, our Brad and our Jack here. The panel of joy and fun and excitement and other things. <laughs> he's, he's run out of adjectives. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't quite sure where I was going with that one. Anyway, coming up, uh, there's a question from a Dadsnet group member. They've put a question to us. We are going to try and answer that before the end of this show. But first of all, let's look inside the news. And my story is this one. Uh, it is the. Uh, it seems weird that this is the first time this has happened. But Rebecca Welsh is going to be the first female referee appointed to an English football league match this Monday coming. She's going to take charge of Harrogate against Port Vale, and it's the first time that uh, there's been a woman who's been in charge of the game since the start. I think there was. Uh, Amy Fern in 2010 was a she was like a fourth official and she had to come on as an injury substitute in the middle of a game but there's never been one that's been uh, a woman that's been appointed to the actual game which it seems bizarre that it's taken this long but it's mm. happening this Monday and that's a great thing <laughs> my I have an issue with this though and I, I don't know if this is going to go very well um <laughs> I know. Bear with me on this one. Seriously, oh, is, is, is Jim about to drop a Brad comment? I'm, I'm yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm my seat. You're yeah. one of the most open-minded of us all on this podcast. <laughs> Don't let us down. It's true though, but. It, she's taken on a game at Harrogate Town. Now, I don't know if many of you know Harrogate. It's just up the road from where I live. Harrogate is one of the poshest places in the United Kingdom. I'm worried that the players of Harrogate Town will be distracted and every time they run past her will have to stop and doff their cap the lady <laughs> and then run off. So this is going to get confusing. Oh, yes, you led me on that one, Jim. <laughs> if there's any puddles on the pitch, they'll be laying their coats down and stuff. It's just, I don't know. It's just too much. <laughs> That's because they're gentlemen in Harrogate though, mate. They're gentlemen. So they'll be embracing her fully in the game. But uh, yeah, isn't it about time we had a female referee like it's it's fully about time yeah. you get uh, you get uh, assistant referees who uh, there are a few kind of uh, women who going up and down the sort of league structure there but yeah for, for some reason it's never happened that there's been a, a woman appointed at the start and uh, Rebecca Welsh has been saying that you know she's really happy to have done it she she's uh, happy that she's got it on credit, that it's not kind of tokenism because that's immediately what some people will jump in and say. Yeah. You know, she said she didn't want to be there until she was one of the top officials and got it absolutely on credit because she didn't, you know, she knows what people are like, mm. especially people on social media. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, she's going to be taking charge. So that's great news for her and great news, I think, for the game of football as well. Yeah, going forward. And as well, like for anyone who wants to make a snide uh, like joke about like potentially, or well, how is she going to keep control or all of these things, it's... She's not going to do any worse than VAR because that has ruined football. <laughs> Let's be real about that. So um, maybe she can save the game. Who see, knows? See, save this is the where... game? Well, because VAR has killed the game. So okay, to... hold on. Wait, wait. But she's not a bionic woman. She's just a human. That, she, she's she's going to do no no better and no worse than a man who is in that position. <laughs> okay, Brad. Okay, okay. All right. Well, okay. And having watched a lot of League Two football this season, that's not a high bar either. See, <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is another reason I think you guys should make the switch to basketball because basketball's had female refs for years now, right? Football is slow on the uptake. It's slow on everything. It's boring. Yeah. It's very, it's very boring, isn't it? <laughs> well, no, football. no, football like, is not boring. Let's be honest. Mate. No, it's not basketball. With your oh no, I love ninety minutes of passing it around the midfield for a nil-nil draw. Okay, that well, is. You do live in Norwich, though, right, really? <laughs> I do, and if that's a football joke, it's gone way over my head. <laughs> to, to be fair, I was going to say, that sounded more like his bedroom playtime, though. It's 90 minutes of rummaging around and we all just finish on a nil. <laughs> 90 minutes? Yeah, you could have to talk me through some of your tips hey, there, hey, Yeah, but hold on. But wait, wait, wait. He thinks oral sex is where you just lie there and talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> but, like, I, I, but the NBA is even talking about uh, a female head coach of a team now, so the equivalent of a manager um, in football. There's there's a woman called Becky Hammond who 
uh, is assistant coach of the San Antonio Spurs. And she's been interviewing for jobs for a couple of years now. And like, it's only a matter of time before she gets a head coaching position. And that will feel bigger than this to me. This feels mm. like it should have happened a long time ago. And I don't well, really that's know what we've been waiting for. That is the thing that when I saw the story, I'm like, oh, that's great. Oh, but why is that great? That Surely yeah. this should just be a regular thing. But, but the, yeah. the, the, the other thing to think about is, it's two sides of the coin, but it's like the, the one side is, how many women aspire for that role? I mean, it's fantastic. She gets it. That's really cool. That's amazing. Mm. But yeah. statistically, is is she the first female because of being held back by gender or is it just because there really are not that many women in, in that field for football? But like, obviously, that, as, yeah. as, 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 as Jack has said, like in, in the States for um, NBA, there's tons of females that are integrated mm. into the games in, in high positions like that. So I'm just wondering if it's also just down to the interest levels as well. But then the interest levels would be higher if there was a high-level female figure, wouldn't they? Mm, like if if nah, if, well, if I mean, young girls were seeing CEOs and everything, dude. Well, yeah, exactly. If young girls were seeing other women in those positions rather than in positions of subservience, then they might aspire to be a female football ref. I think it's sort of just a football I, ref. It, it's um. It's sort of, uh, yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I slipped up. <laughs> Male model. Yeah. I was trying to be woke. Yeah, you really messed it up there. The Vegan Society revoking your membership right now. <laughs> but you did see, you saw um, Jackie Oatley became the first woman to commentate on a game on Match of the Day. And that was something like the mid 2000s. And that's, you know, that was kind of late as well, obviously. Mm. Um, but since Jackie Oatley sort of blazed that trail, there have been a lot more women co- like in major roles uh, presenting football programs, commentating on them as well. So, so it could be that's the case. I mean, there have been women officials around the game for a while, but yeah, no one's sort of taken that step up yet and maybe that's their choice i don't know it's an interesting mm. one brad it'd be good to know mm, it would be yeah just, people's just experiences yeah 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 absolutely because i mean we can speculate until we blew in the face but it, I, I wish there was a way that we could know you know just so you could be like oh cool it's because of this um i would just like to know just for interest sake really like I, for interest as well though you know like for football i when i'm at the terraces and the referee makes a decision you know that i'm not happy with there's a song that everybody sings um what song will we sing at this lady will we still <laughs> sing songs at this lady if you, you know like I, in well, the interest of equality you have to sing the exact yeah, same song exactly you have to pull our referee's decisions apart as well the same way as you would um, mm-hmm. most of the men that mess it up in the premier league as well and we won't, uh, we won't get to find out because there will, of course, be no fans there oh, on Monday. There are no supporters in the grounds. However, for when fans can return to football, if you're interested to know how posh Harrogate is, I might have made a video about uh, Yorkshire's poshest football away day that you can find on youtube.com slash bewildered dad. So, I mean, just saying. I mean, just oh, saying. Oh, a little oh, bit of plug there you go. Just saying. Hey, I know Harrogate's posh because I know it doesn't even have a Wilkinson's. And I mean, that is deprived. Yeah, that's that's an aspirational <laughs> city. If you haven't got a Wilco, you're posh. <laughs> they did. Uh, there was a whole TV series about the opening of the first pound shop there because it was so controversial. Like, yeah. I mean, people were almost rioting. They were just, "This is not what we do in Harrogate." Or Har- <laughs> they and were then they saw, Harrogate. And then they saw the offers, and yeah, they were straight in there. What? Wait, everything's a pound. <laughs> Pardon. You mean I can get an air freshener and some two bottles of Domestos for a pound? I mean, I've been ripped off my whole life. (laughs) Cheaper than Waitrose. Uh, Sparky, do you have a new story to bring to the table today? For the um, yes, I did. And if you've not heard this yet, this might be the decider on whether you'd be actually up for going abroad um, this year. Because uh, just literally a matter of hours ago before recording this podcast, uh, the news has broken that if you want to go on holiday to Spain um, after lockdown restrictions have risen, um, have lifted, um, so that's after June, you will need to wear a face mask when sunbathing on a beach in Spain. Ah, <laughs> uh, what? 
it's a no from me, dog. I'm going to Cornwall. Like, I am not doing that. Like, yeah, and and just because you won't be able to get into a discussion about it. Apparently, you won't have to wear a face mask in the water. Like, they're going to use discretion there. Like, so if you're oh, going to go for crazy. a swim, you don't have to wear the face mask. But if you're lying... Don't get waterboarded. Yes, exactly. But if you're sunbathing, just hanging out on the beach... You have to wear a mask at all times and there'll be police patrolling. Oh, my God. Oh, the tan lines. The tan lines. You're going to be able to tell from the tan lines. He's been to Spain. I can just see what Jack said about being waterboarded. All of a sudden, these dead people just keep bobbing on the surface because everyone runs in forgetting to take their masks off. <laughs> I can't breathe. I don't know why. Oh, I've got this mask on. COVID. Oh, oh that's... Yeah, that's, that's really mad. ruined it for me because I just thought, um, nah. Like, I'm, I, like, I really want to go abroad. But I don't think, like, because I could just find myself getting, you know, someone says to me, you know, a Spanish policeman comes over to me and says, you're you're not wearing your mask. I can't have a proper conversation with him because I can't speak Spanish as well as he can. And that just makes me, oh, oh, stress already. I'm going to stay here. Were you about to do the accent? It did no, sound like it. It, it sounded. It I, heard like, it. Yeah. I heard it. I heard a cringe. <laughs> guys, guys, I'm trying to be woke too. Don't revoke my membership. Uh, <laughs> and you almost did a Manuel. <laughs> um, don't, don't, my hand gestures were very Spanish at that point on Zoom. For the listeners, Spark, you won't see that. Sparky, when you were thinking about this police officer, was it a police officer or was it a woman police officer? Jack wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> This was an unfriendly Spanish policeman, hence why I'm nervous and hence why I'm staying at home and I'll just wear my mask. No mask in my garden, thanks. So, uh, I mean, what does that mean to you boys? Would you go away? Like, is, would you go abroad? Were you even thinking about going abroad this year? Uh, for me, I just it, I just think it's it's too soon. There's, yeah. I don't have yeah. to go abroad. It's not a God-given right to go abroad, is it? You might as well just wait another year or so. And we'll go somewhere in the UK. There's loads of great places in the UK. I recommend Yorkshire, but, you know, I mean, you <laughs> you all know how great it is anyway, so I don't really need to keep on going about it. But if you do need to find out further information, please go to bewilderdad.com. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially if you're interested in the innovations to come out of Bradford. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jim, you market that bad boy <laughs> next I get week nothing I'm... else out of this experience so I might as well do it <laughs> next week I'm writing a series of ads for myself <laughs> Jack vegan his kids don't like fish he's good for the world oh and women referees are his favourite thing <laughs> <laughs> hey don't, I mean, is... don't mock I I produced this up. I'll uh, I'll make one for you as well, Sparky. Ah, yeah. <laughs> right, yep. Controversial I mean, often he, says something unthought about. He, I'm um, just going to clip all your sweeping statements and put it together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in big trouble. I'm in big trouble. You're not, Sparky. You'll get a job on GB News. So right. <laughs> hey, me and Piers at breakfast. Come on. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Brad, do you have a news story? Yeah, I do, guys. I do. All right, this one's pretty, pretty weird. So a suspected mafia fugitive was living on a Caribbean island. Uh, Then police saw his YouTube cooking videos. (laughs) 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 So basically, uh, a gentleman by the name of Mark Ferrin Claude Biart, who was a 53-year-old suspect member of the Ndrangheta Mafia Organization, um, he was basically living a quiet life in the town of Boca Chica in Dominican Republic. And um, he kept himself until he, him and his wife started putting out cooking videos. And he thought he was being clever because he didn't show his face. I mean, obviously, that you wouldn't, right? Yeah. But no. the police nabbed him on his body tattoos. Oh, <laughs> schoolboy. Yeah. Schoolboy yeah. era. So, I'd all uh, distinguishing features, I would. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, just no, let your wife no go sleeves. on camera. Like, if you're a mafia fugitive, I'd just say, babe, you stay in front of the camera, but do I'll they, film. Like, do know. they not know his wife? Uh, um, well, I, but she didn't show her face either, so oh, right, maybe she yeah. didn't have any distinguishing tattoos, but uh, he did. So uh, Interpol nabbed him. Mate, that's amazing. Like, YouTube catches so many people out. Like, there was a rapper that um, actually got busted for a YouTube because he was, like, putting all of his 
you know, the police just literally made a list of everything that he'd bought with his drug dealing money um, because it was all in his rap videos. And then they just literally presented the YouTube video in court and was like, well, there you go, mate. Or account, show me the receipts for this stuff you bought. Oh, yeah, you paid cash. Oh, yeah, you're a criminal. <laughs> so, so watch obviously, out, bro, what are so, we going to find out about bewildered dad? Like that oh, Jim's yeah. the biggest criminal in the <laughs> north. Just, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Forensics are going through his YouTube channel right now. They're going. How did you pay for all this tea? <laughs> <laughs> I think what you will find is some humorous and a uh, very interesting and informative videos. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure um, to cover up your tattoos. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so, so on the show, obviously, we we have inspired people to leave England and go to was it Slovakia, Sparky, to pursue a life of crime, to uh, obtain blowjobs. Oh, yeah, yeah, is that yeah. when you get? And, yeah, you get- <laughs> and now we're obviously advising them on how to hide their criminal activities or not criminal activities, but how best to keep themselves well disguised from Interpol. So long, sleeve well. t-shirts. long sleeve t shirts. Long sleeve t shirts. Long sleeve t shirts, guys. <laughs> and uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it was a fact when he was cooking, he was like, hey, guys, so what you're going to do is take a quarter pound of this cocaine through the sieve. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Hold also on, that's that drug guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that drug guy. <laughs> Although, I don't know if I ever told you this, but years ago, when Logan first used to watch like these YouTube videos, you know, where people will film themselves playing with toys and they'll do silly voices and stuff like that anyway only fans <laughs> and um, so it was this was like years before ryan and all of that crap came out but so there was this one woman she was she had millions of followers and billions of views it was unbelievable right until one day her neighbor came across one of her videos recognized the voice because you never saw her face and then out oust, ousted her as an ex-porn star. Yeah. I wasn't she, a million miles and, off. And then, yeah, you weren't a million miles <laughs> off. And then she lost all of her fan base because news spread exceptionally quickly that she was an, an ex-porn star. But if she's but good she, at the voices, what does it matter if she's an ex-porn star? 100%. She made so much money from that and the, her bloody neighbor went and did that. I mean, what a, what a knob jockey. Really? Sounds about yeah, as she nice was. As- she was. Yeah. She was a knob jockey, yeah. <laughs> In a former life. Uh- <laughs> anyway, Jack, have you got a new story? Oh, yeah. Doesn't feel... Doesn't feel like it follows that on very well, but... No, they, they rarely do, do they, on this show? <laughs> there are some crunching segues. <laughs> Let's have another one, why uh, not? The University of Winchester has... Uh, erected a £24,000 statue of Greta Thunberg. And there is anger among the students who have branded it a vanity project. And I wanted to uh, get your guys' views on a £24,000 statue of Greta what? Thunberg. Well, it, I mean, it'd be, vanity, it'd be vanity if it was her. <laughs> yeah. Like, if it had gone, hello, can I put a big statue of yourself up? If not. <laughs> Then it's just like putting a statue of anyone else up, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> whether the, you whether you agree that statues are great or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a couple of bits that that stick out to me. One is so they they'd had years of austerity and not spending, and now suddenly they've spent twenty four grand on this statue. Is it because it's the end of the tax year? Is that what yeah? Right, right. <laughs> Sorry. Like, come on, if you don't use your budget, you'll lose it. <laughs> Uh, secondly, what's she got to do with the University of Winchester? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. That's my neck of the woods, like where I grew up. That's down south is to DJ in Winchester. And I'm just trying to think why is it, I mean, is it, is it a, a university that's popular with its movement? That's, you know, an eco movement, like what Greta's involved in or like why? 24 grand's a lot of money to spend when we're just coming out of a global pandemic. Yeah. I mean, we're not coming out of one. Don't get your hopes up. Oh, sorry, sorry. As we're just coasting and gliding through, Brad, a global pandemic. Are you just annoyed that they've not done one of you, Sparky? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) University of Portsmouth. Uh, Yeah, University of Portsmouth should do one, me holding a 12 inch vinyl record. Because, well, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you finished that off with a 12 inch vinyl record. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I can't hold both things at once, Brad. I can't control the other one. The other 12 inch thing about my person. You know what I'm saying, mate? The, uh, The other thing about this statue is. 
It's a bit. Do you remember that uh, one of Ronaldo a few years ago? Oh yeah, no! The, and it didn't look anything like him. <laughs> this one's not quite that bad, but I'm looking at this picture and I think Greta Thunberg's quite unique looking. Like, if you saw her, you'd recognise her, wouldn't you? Mm. Does it look better than her spitting image character? That's probably the best. Yeah, let's start there and work backwards. <laughs> less, spitting of, image. less offensive, but a hell of a lot more generic. Like they didn't right. want to offend her at all. So they just did like a generic girl in a hoodie. Right, let's I mean, have a look. 24 grand, that'll do. Do you think they were trying to do someone else? And they went, <laughs> this has gone wrong. Who does it sort of vaguely look like? They were trying to do Ronaldo. Oh, of course. Yeah. Jim, if I told you it, that was Sarah Lou from Coronation Street, you would believe me. It could be Sarah Lou from Corrie or Kreta Fernberg. I'm just trying to work out whether Ronaldo did... Uh, did he do History of Art at Winchester? I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play, play for the uni team there. Oh, OK, of course, yeah. Uh, uh, to, to be fair, sorry, guys, but that, I've just had a look. That looks like a character from Star Wars. Which character? Any the, character? Any any generic character? <laughs> any generic character in Star Wars? Like a droid? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, not yeah. Not, not as bad as a droid, but like that's so that's, is, that's crazy. Is that a general consensus that it's not worth the twenty four grand? Yeah. Is that, that's, that's that's my thinking. Yeah, I agree. I've got other things I would spend twenty four grand on. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, more, as, as, as Sparky would say, it's more plectrums and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more strings. And, and a thingy for my guitar that waxes it. <laughs> to be fair, though, they've not had the students in, have they? So they've probably saved on electricity and stuff with all those tutor, you know, tutorial fees. So really, they can spend it on whatever they want, can't they? Because <laughs> I think this statue was done by a student. Like, Hold on. Secondary school. <laughs> Man, and they're so earning where did the 20, 24 grand go? Yeah, they're earning 24 grand at no. secondary school artworks. Well no, they've paid, they've paid 400 quid and they've pocketed the rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you get, if you're listening, you're going to have to Google the picture of it because I've realised we're all just describing an image see, that yeah. may not It's make all right, I'm just audio. listening to it because I tried to Google it and it made my computer go funny because uh, it can't do three things at once. It can't record oh, yeah. audio, do a Zoom call and <laughs> do the internet. So um, in my head, it's great. I'm, I've got a great picture of what it's going to look like. I, I hope I'm not disappointed. <laughs> oh, You will be, Jim. You will be. <laughs> this is Loose Dads from Dadsnet. On the way, we're going to answer a question put to us by a member of the Dadsnet fraternity. It's coming up. I'm Sparky from the Loose Dads podcast. I'm also on the podcast I secretly recorded my boyfriend, where you can hear clips like this. I used to be throwing out all the moon from the dance floor, man. You know the time is at the end of the night. And you know if you've been a failure, because two become one would be plain. And you'd look like a right melon. When two become one. Because you can't blag that. You have to walk off the stage when that comes on. If you've not got a partner. Oh, that's when it's time to grab a minga. Oh, my God. <laughs> Would you know you were being recorded? Search I Secretly Recorded My Boyfriend on your podcast app. This is Loose Dads from the Dads Net. It's four dads chatting about stuff. It's me, it's Jack, it's Sparky, it's Brad. And it's time to answer the big question. Big question of the week. The big question of the week. Every week, the big question comes from a Dadsnet group member. So, on those Facebook groups where we have all those free groups for people to join, uh, a lot of them private, some of them based around your activities, some of them based around where you live, and then there's just the general Dadsnet private group. We get people to ask us questions in the hope that we will answer it on our podcast. And today it comes from Jamie, and Jamie says, How should I be financially planning for the future? Hints and tips, please. Can anyone help Jamie out here? Oh, um. Like, I I don't know, as the newest dad here, because today we, it's so ironic that this question's come up, um, because we had the first conversation about nursery fees. 
we're lucky enough to have um, childcare through Sarah Jane's mum and dad. They, they are childminders anyway, so they just take Jackson as part of their remit, which is magnificent. That's perfect. Which has worked out, honestly, which is not what, if you're planning financially to save for you, or if someone who has struggled financially in parenting, you don't want to hear someone else say that because it sounds like they're <laughs> yeah, That's, a, that's yeah. a long-term strategy, isn't it, to get uh, <laughs> in to a child? Sparky, how much did you stalk her and investigate her backstory before you made a move. No, no, mate, honestly, it is. It's amazing. I tell her that all the time. And especially through lockdown, I say like, we're really lucky to have that. But the conversation we're having was she was chatting to someone at work and saying, he was telling her it's 62 quid a day nursery fees for his kid to go to school. Mm. Um, like this is pre preschool, obviously. And, and not including the 30 hours free, I think you get um, if you're both in work. But that just to me was like, wow, because yeah. up until now, Jackson's 15 months, I'd say we've kind of rode it. The big expenses are your travel system and your cot and your bedroom furniture. But I th would suggest to anyone, try and ride out the gifts as long as you can, like from friends and like <laughs> hand-me-downs and people are always up for giving you stuff. Like that is a magnificent way of saving a load of money uh, in the first few years, or I've certainly found that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Facebook Marketplace is is brilliant for that sort of stuff. Like you, you sort of get bogged down. I don't know. Definitely for our first, when we had Jake, you know, first baby, there was a lot of, um, you know, you want things to be brand new and this that, yeah. and the other way you can. But, but Facebook Marketplace has been brilliant. Like we picked up a, a Moses basket for a pound, complete with the stand and everything. It's like, well, right. That's a pound and that one over there is 50 quid, I think. Yeah. <laughs> think I'm going to go for the one that's a pound and then just, I don't know, buy some more bananas or whatever the kid wants. It's those things, isn't it? It's like bananas, nappies. Um, and, and it was for us formula because we were formula yes. led. Um, yeah. So that's, that can be pretty expensive. But I don't know. You, you account for that. But I don't know. I, I feel like at this point, I, sh I feel like I was expecting to have spent more money than I have as a 15 month, as the parent of a 15 month old. So I think, I think when you go into parenthood, you think it's going to be expensive and you do that initial outlay and then you have a baby and the baby isn't as expensive as you thought a baby was going to be. I think when they get expensive is when they get into clubs and hobbies and all that sort of stuff, right. because we started looking at well, Jake and Harry have had swimming lessons since they were little, but um, you know, we started looking at football lessons for them and uh, all these various different clubs, um, music lessons, whatever it is. And suddenly that starts racking up cost wise. And then, of course, they're going to need all the kit for that. And that's going to oh, yeah. get expensive. So I'm, I'm dreading that bit. And then you have to pay and, for them to go and see Little Mix. Oh, and, Jim, yeah, and you have to pay for yourself to go and see Little yeah. Mix. Oh, yeah, exactly. You can't just send them on their own, can yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, blimey. <laughs> uh, so uh, my advice I guess would be uh, firstly if you can cap yourself at one child do that secondly invest in tangible things so things like gold um, gold over it's over thousands of years gold has actually retained its values back in the day one gold coin would get you a really good suit well can't say suit, but it will get you really good gar good garments and high quality shoes. And today, a gold coin will still get you the equivalent. So, it tends to retain its value. So, um, Brad, what are your kids just walking around with like gold rattles then, or were they having <laughs> like solid gold rattles in their early years? Now they've just got gold PlayStation controllers. The, the, the cot is just bars of gold with a mattress on the top. <laughs> yeah, that stuff they will never see. <laughs> they will never. They don't have access to the. Uh, <laughs> to the vault. Um, and then also silver is also a good one. Um, because no, serious sil advice. Yeah, yeah. Silver itself is highly undervalued. Um, it, it should be um, more expensive than gold, but America keeps uh, crippling its value. Um, but that's a whole different conversation. Uh, so ta I would Brad, say ta Brad tangible- conspiracy theories. Ta 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 it's not a conspiracy theory, dude. It's what they do. Um, <laughs> But no, I would say um, tangible assets, if you can invest in things like that, art, art also is a good one. Um, or you can start dabbling a little bit into uh, cryptocurrencies, but not necessarily Bitcoin, because obviously it's, you have to pay an arm and a leg to 
bloody get on the Bitcoin ladder anyway, but there are some some smaller ones that are coming out that if you do Ethereum, some research, I would or, recommend Ethereum. Um, yeah, Ethereum. It should probably be said at this point that <laughs> yeah. do take financial advice if you are planning on making an investment. But if you, really, if you were coming to a podcast for sound financial advice, I mean, really, you'd Doomed yeah. anyway, aren't you? Some, yeah. <laughs> if you like what you hear, then get an expert to tell you about yeah. it. Not, not trying to uh, take away from Brad's expertise. I'm just no, saying. but I am worrying about the legals we have to put yes. in here. Capital can go up and down. You may get yeah. back less than you invest. But I'm not telling people where to invest. I'm just saying they should look into it. <laughs> No, well, that, there you go. I mean, and that is genuine. I think that might be what Jamie is looking for. I think he wants, yeah. you know, if there's some kind of future security or not security, because, you know, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, we live in really. Like, 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 like for me, per- personally, my personal choice, and this isn't everyone's, um, I don't believe in pensions. I think pensions are a waste of time, just purely on the basis of the fact of when you finally reach the point where you can cash in on your pension, inflation has gone up so much that the value gets you naff off when you're old. Um, no, so, you've got a good pension advisor, dude. dude it, it with the rate of inflation, if you looked at historically the inflation rates over the last thirty to forty years, you'd be shocked. Like if my dad, uh, his his retirement fund would have got him, let's just say, back when he signed on, two million rand back in South Africa, and two million rand back in the eighties and seventies and eighties was huge amounts of money. Nowadays, that's naffle. And my dad hasn't even reached that age of where he could have cashed it in yet. He's still, there's still like another five or six years before he could. So, um, but then I, I, I thought part of, part of the point of pensions is that that money is being invested on your behalf. Yeah. If you, if you, if you, yeah, if you, if you, if you sign up with a a pension supplier who is, well, it depends on, I guess, how you set your pension up. Cause yeah, you're right. You do get ones that will kind of invest your money for you. So you'll have like a broker who works on to trying to actually up that value for you, which is, if you're going to go for a pension, I'd say that's probably the better route. Obviously, as you say, there are risks, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Um, but if you were to say, put it in just a normal scheme that all you do is you contribute to it every month. And then by the time you retire, you cash that in and that's just been sitting there. Cause I don't think it gains much, if any interest. Um, it, yeah, it's I, not going to really do much for you. But yeah, I'd say if you were, the ones that do invest on your behalf would be a better option. I think if you if you are paying into a pension, then like it's different if it's if it's through your work or something like that. But as a self employed person, if you're if you're paying into a pension, then it's wise to either know a bit about what's happening with your pension, yeah, or or pay someone who does <laughs> because because you can make that money work for you that's not that shouldn't just be sat around gathering yeah. interest yeah yeah that you're 100% should, right 100% that should right. hold its value you know so that when you come to retirement age you have enough to retire on yeah yeah and obviously let's put in a just a little disclaimer i am in no way shape or form a financial advisor uh my advice given is based on just my own prejudices and biases and uh, do not take me seriously that's not a financial advisor he's just a pirate (laughs) (laughs) jim what about you though like come on you seem like you'd be really good with money i imagine like i i just i just from the time i've known you i just assume jim's good with dollar well, uh, my tactic was to uh, buy a flat at the height of the market, <laughs> then l- lose my job and have to move away from that town uh, just as it crashed. So I couldn't sell the flat. So then I had to rent it out and 15 years later still own it and it's still rented out, which actually now it was annoying for a while, but now actually that's quite nice that someone's paying basically my mortgage cost me a little bit every month. But uh, that was obviously not planned, but that's worked out quite well for me in a way. So the old, it will be all right, you know, you take risks. And that flat might end up being your little side pension as well, though, in the end, though, Jim. See, that's the thing. And that, and, and that is the benefit. And that's why now sort of the, I mean, the market recovered from where it was, I guess. I, I mean, I still don't really know how much it's worth, uh, but I've not looked into it because I'm thinking, well, it might as well now go until I've paid off the mortgage and then see what we've got left yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but nice, the, yeah, I nice wouldn't, little thing to have, isn't it? 
wouldn't recommend that as a tactic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, it's 15 years was, of stress on the side that we've just sort of just <laughs> ignored that bit. That was necessity rather than anything else. And uh, yeah, that's me thinking that a job would last a lot longer than it did. <laughs> that's my advice. Don't um, ever think a job will last that long. I, if, I just want to point, uh, throw another thing into the mix if we're talking about long-term financial security. And that is not necessarily for you, but for your family. I see this question asked a fair bit on the dad's net um, private group is, is it worth getting life insurance? Yes. Good, good I've seen shout, that asked dude, a good few shout, times recently and, and my God. So I, I tell you the policies I've got, I've got as many, like I've got all the policies under the sun you can get for this because if I die, I, I don't want Danny and the kids to be worrying about the house, about money, about anything. So I've got a policy that pays off the mortgage if I die. It yeah. also pays Danny a lump sum. It also yeah. pays a, a salary until Jake's 21 or something. So like, and it, and it, because I did it when I was 28, 29, the monthly sum isn't that much. So the younger you are, the cheaper it is to have these policies. So look into it after you finish listening to this podcast, if you don't already have life insurance, because, because God, it's, it's peace of mind. Yeah. It's massively I I can build up a pension, I can build up savings, all that sort of stuff. What I can't do is pay the mortgage off when I'm dead. Unless, I'll, unless I'll you have, have your insurance. insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you and go. now I can. And now I can. That, that is, I that hope is, she doesn't murder me for the money. <laughs> and the thing with the question comes is sort of like, how can I make preparations to cover off my family going forward? And that is a very important answer, I'd say there, yeah. Jack. Yeah, no, 100% agree with you, dude. You hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, life insurance is so important. And as you say, like when we first bought our house, uh, was it 10 10 years ago or going on 11 years? uh, What was I, 30, uh, 24, going on 25? Mm. And yeah, you're saying, dude, like we managed to get um, a, a joint policy between the two of us that's only like 14 pounds a month yeah, and it's a yeah. massive payout um it's crazy because it? we got it at such a young age uh so uh, yeah i highly agree that that is so important and, so, and also just make sure you like your wills are up to date because that's also yeah, very important yeah. you know <laughs> yeah so I'm, I am sorry, Jim, if you haven't already got that, because that's going to be expensive yeah. for you. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, Jim, call Sun Life or something, mate. I mean, I've seen it. <laughs> or is that the one where you get a free pen? Or a clock radio. And Michael Parkinson will knock on your door and give you a handshake. <laughs> I mean, he's been doing those adverts for 20 or 30 years. That means Michael Parkinson has been ancient for 20 or 30 years. <laughs> 30 years he's still getting that money he's still getting the dollar well done to him is what I say anyway do, do you ever look at and it's just going on that Michael Parkinson thing but do you ever look at like photos like older photos of like a group of friends and like they'll be like oh we were 20 years old in this and you look at them you're like bloody hell you guys look like you're in your 40s I mean like, were times <laughs> times really that tough back in the day that everyone just looks a hell of a lot older than what they were so I true. mean, for that, just it's watch crazy. Friends. Have you ever watched Friends? <laughs> Sorry. They, they, they'll go, oh, I'm 23 now. And you think, what? Yeah. You look like you're about 40. That's yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was barely listening to any of that because I was Googling He's whether still Michael alive. Parkinson was dead or not. <laughs> Jack, trust me. We're good, we're good. We're good, we're good. So I, I would have known about it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, what, what would the height of irony be, right, if Michael Parkinson died from Parkinson's? Oh, oh! I thought you were going to say <laughs> if he died in between us recording and us releasing. Yeah. Oh my god! Could you know that? That would I'd be. I'd go no. with that answer and edit out the bit that Brad just said there, Jack. Uh, uh, just for everybody's sake, moving forward. <laughs> and what about Jeff Syphilis as well? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrible way for him to go. Yeah. I think he used to present Euro Trash. Is that yes, right? <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> and on that bombshell. Um, <laughs> this has been Loose Dads. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure that you go and give us a like, give us a follow, uh, give us a subscription, give us a review, give us five stars, and just tell people about this podcast because we'd love it if more people knew. Whoa, we're thirsty for more listeners all the time. Uh, thank you very much to Sparky. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, boys. Thank you to Brad's. Thank you so much, guys, and uh, apologies. I just have a habit of sticking my foot in my mouth. <laughs> every time. I can't help that's, it. I'm sorry. That's why you're on the podcast, mate. Yeah, we <laughs> would not have it any other way. <laughs> no, you're wrong, mate. No, you're wrong. And thank you to Jack. Long live Parky. <laughs> <laughs> See, all covered off there, mate. Beautiful. <laughs> we'll speak to you next week. Loose Dads, a Dadsnet original podcast.